Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church. And today I'm joined by Allison Oconey, our community care pastor, with her heart. Uh, Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor. And Brian Cobley, our students director. Are you doing an acceptance? You're hugging your trophy that you've been given? Yeah, that's what I was doing. He is our uh, students director, and he was our speaker on Sunday. And Brian had the honors. Honor or honors? Honor. Uh, did I have more than one? We only have one service. It was one honor. Yeah, it was one honor. <laughs> Brian had the honor of closing out our summer with Jesus, which I didn't realize was so uh, deeply contested, but I think of the end of summer when school starts. But a lot of people say... It's like the third week of September when fall actually starts. But we decided to close out a summer with Jesus right when school was starting. So, Brian, was this your only sermon in this series? Or no. did you have another one? I did the talking with Jesus. With That's the, right. With the well. Yes. That was like June? Was that July? It was right after summer camp. It was July. Yeah, it was, it was Ju- July. It was, it was right July. after youth... Uh, after the youth summer camp. Yes. 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 Now I'm remembering. It's all coming back to me. Yeah. July. So July 25th. July 25th. Wow. Yeah. Um, Seems so, so long ago. I know. <laughs> oh it gosh. does. What a, what a season. <laughs> so Brian, um, before we hop into uh, breaking it down more, I'd like to just start at the beginning. When did, when did you decide what you were going to speak on? Like three weeks ago, because I found out that I was speaking this Sunday like three weeks ago. Okay. Because the original thing was I was going to preach August 22nd, but then uh, we decided to participate in the serve day. And so that sermon got uh, canned, or not canned, just not done. And so uh, then Allison was like, hey, do you want to do Labor Day weekend? I'm like, yeah, I would love that. And so with knowing that I was ending the series, it it was very easy to decide what I was going to preach. Yeah. Um, how did you come to this topic specifically? Uh, it was because I knew that I was ending summer with, summer with uh, Jesus, that I thought it was a perfect opportunity to look at the time when the disciples, like in-person time with Jesus was coming to an end. And it was now their time to show up and represent yeah. Jesus to the world. So yeah, I thought it was very like... You were very literal. Apropos, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Very literal. You're like, our summer with Jesus is closing. Their time with Jesus was closing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, so it was very easy to come. So you went to that that story in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. When did you arrive at the whole main point of it all? Was it? It was actually the first thing. So first this thing. One, okay. This one was actually pretty topical. I knew, like talking with Cliff and Allison, that I wanted... Uh, there to be a time that you spend with Jesus and a time to show up like Jesus. And so, and I knew around what time of Jesus's life that I was going to focus on. I just didn't know exactly what verses that I was going to focus on. Yeah. Um, wow. I just forgot exactly what I was going to say. Um, I'll transition. You have some questions for us. Yes. Let's hop into that. Maybe I'll think of what I was going to yeah. say. It literally, I you were you're a little bit quiet back here, so I had to turn your volume up. I know this is like the first time, Brian, what? that you were a little quiet, but I had to get up and turn your volume up, and then it's going to go. You're going to have to stand up again. Probably, probably, yeah. but um, I'm used to it. So, 
go ahead with your questions and maybe so, I'll, I'll remember what I was going to say. As you guys remember in the sermon, I talked about the person in my life who showed up and represented Jesus well and just made the part of my life where I was just so confused and trying to live up a certain way that this guy showed up and really brought me closer with Christ just by him being himself. Uh, his name was Don. Um, now I want to ask you guys, who was that in your life? Who, when I asked you guys to think of somebody or even think of an organization, in my mind I was thinking of somebody who could have said like, you know, celebrate recovery as a whole showed up in my life uh, when I needed it and maybe thought of like a few different people that represented this one organization. But yeah, for you guys, who was that person or group that showed up and just brought you closer to Christ? And one of the reasons you are at where you're at right now is because of this person. Well, I think for me, I, for me, I say there are two guys. One of them was a guy that, uh, was the name of Waddenberg, and we always just called him V-Dub because of his long last name, who was one of my coaches when I was in high school playing football, basketball. And I actually ended up living with him and his wife. He invited me to do that so I could uh, stay in California and play another year. And then he ended up becoming a pastor and uh, and much late, and just stayed in touch with me throughout life and then later offered to mentor me to, toward becoming a pastor myself. So there's a guy who just long-term in life invested in me and kept doing it and kept doing it. And then a guy named Kim Ryan, who, um, who as a pastor said, uh, identified in me the gifts of being a pastor and, and ministering and, and offered himself to say, I'm, I'm willing to come alongside of you and help you and, and allowed me to really see what that was all about. Allowed me to see, I mean, literally brought me into his life and things that, a pastor doesn't share what he talks about with somebody, you know, in a counseling session or whatever, but he actually would allowed me in on some of those things just to learn what it meant to be a pastor and, uh, and really encouraged me in the process when I, I didn't think there was any way a guy who'd been in prison could ever become anything like that, you know, and he just kept going, just, just do what God's got in front of you to do and let him deal with that. So anyway, he, when I was listening to your message on Don and how much he allowed you into his life in the nitty gritty of life, man, I thought of those two guys doing the same thing for me. And and it was a sacrifice for both of them. Believe me, it was a sacrifice for Don to, to yeah. allow me into his life. Yeah. But I think also the thing that you might not realize is probably what, joy it gave him as well you know i mean because that seems self um promoting to say it was so great for him mm. but i'll bet you a nickel he just loved it too the partnership i hope because he, yeah. he was an amazing man yeah even to the point where I, j I just thought of this as you were talking um that there was a moment where don and i were working and it was pastor appreciation day i think at our at our church i don't know the exact day that is um Hayden october director so we don't get appreciated um, I've never been appreciated yeah, never. before in my life. But well. but Don was a Don was a director. He's one of the children's directors. There's a pretty big church. There's a few of them over specific age groups. And I remember we were at a staff meeting, and on the projector they were saying pastor appreciation. They listed the pastors of the church, and there was one name that I'm like, that person's a director. And I got so frustrated. I'm like, if that person's up there, Don better be up there. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to like actually fight somebody to come to Don's defense to the point where Don's like. Dude, calm down. I'm like, it's like, no, man, you need you need to be up there. Aww. If that person's up there, like I was ready to fight somebody <laughs> to get Don's name up there so somebody Aww. could appreciate him. Which Aww. everybody did. Everybody loved Don. But I remember 
like just feeling like I was a gang member sticking up for for my gang, like, for your no. homie. Like, you guys, you guys will appreciate Don. Right, Don, stand up. You will appreciate him. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> right, <laughs> that explains uh, a lot. Uh, 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 yes. Uh, now, when you were talking, I think I. It's easy for me to go back in ministry and remember who poured into me in ministry, but there was one example of ministry and real life, um, life on life mentoring. Uh, my first boss was um, Daniel Watts from Mariner's Church, and um, I worked under him right out of, co- actually my last year of college and then right out of college. So super young adult. Um, he was in our wedding, so he was there while I was becoming like a wife. And then he, he and his wife poured into me, um, with just like showing me what young marriage looked like. They were probably five years advanced from us. So anyhow, it just, I even to this day make the same kind of coffee that Marla made for her Bible study beforehand. I would come over and help her get the house ready for small group. And she would make like a French vanilla coffee and she would make a poppy seed loaf and she'd cut it a certain way. And I just looked at like, how do you do hospitality? How do you do Mm -hmm. small groups? How do you do, they had a baby and then five years later I had a baby. So it's like, how do you do that life? You know, but he also was my boss. He was the children's and missions pastor. So I had kind of a dual uh, mentorship going like, in my work life, but then also in my, you know, just growing up. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of investment poured out. And, you know, I feel like I made mistakes as a protege in a way. Like I remember the day they brought home their baby from the hospital. My job was to like tell everybody that the baby had been born and that Daniel wouldn't be in that day for work. And then, um, I don't know why I was at their house when they brought the baby home, but I overstayed my welcome. Like they were ready to like <laughs> take care of their baby in their home. And I was like hanging out, you know, like this is so fun, you know, a new baby. And I didn't realize like, Hey, they could probably use some quiet time. Did private they, yeah. private did they tell time. you that or do you look back? No, and think, I look back okay. and I'm like, what was I doing? Why didn't I just let them take a nap? You know? So anyhow, that's funny. just growing yeah. up learning, Yeah, you know, being poured into. Yeah. Did you get those cookies from her too? No, but man, I can make a poppy seed seed loaf like Marla Watts. Why have you never surprised. made this? Yeah, I was say poppy seed muffins are my favorite. I muffins. love poppy seed. There's a long story behind why women in ministry don't always bake for the crew. But oh, oh, oh wow, okay, well, <laughs> that went right over my head. <laughs> Secret talent, though. Okay, yeah. Anyhow. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, Hayden, uh, anybody yeah. in your life? Well, it's funny. I think about there's been so many people, right? Like I've had, I had two different youth pastors growing up. I had a lot of like mentors at that early age. But I think for me, I think of, uh, Brian knows this guy, Jake Wright, who um, he was the first guy that I volunteered under as a, as a worship musician and um he definitely is responsible for growing me up in being a worship leader and it started out like that me just playing in the band for him he would schedule me and all of that and then 
kind of grooming me for like a leadership position and having me um, like learn what it's like. I remember there were so many moments where he would pull me aside afterwards and he's like, so this is why I did what I did. And for me, I just was like, okay, thanks for telling me, like whatever. But I look back on it and he was very intentional of like, you are going to do this one day and this is why I'm doing it. And also just giving me lots of opportunities to like one fail, but also succeed. And he always rooted for me. I remember one time I, which should not be a surprise to anybody on stage, but I showed up late to a worship rehearsal that I was the lead for. And I came in and I was just so upset with myself and I showed up and I like was like running into the church, put my stuff down. And then he's like, go grab a coffee before you start. And then like, I was like, no, I'm late. I'm so sorry. He's like, just go grab some coffee. And then he walks in and he just was like, don't be late next time, but it's not a big deal. Like you're going to make mistakes. And like, I know that you want to rush in and, you know, correct and, and apologize to everybody. But like these things happen. And I just, I remember that being such a big moment for me. And like, that's one of the ways that I try to lead now too, is like, start with the grace and then go to the, you know, like, oh, you, you kind of missed the mark on this. But that for me was such a reminder because I came in feeling like a failure, you know, like oh, one of my first times leading worship at this church and I showed up late to practice and uh, that really stuck with me. And he even led me through, you know, like marriage advice when I started dating Sarah, then engaged and married and just all areas of my life. He was such a big um He's a big example of like bringing me alongside and not like instructing me and teaching down to me. It was like, let's do this together and let's talk about these things. So I look back and he was the first person that I was actually ready to be like led by because my youth pastors always tried to, you know, mentor me and lead me. And I wasn't really <laughs> at that age where I was receptive to it. So he's the person that sticks out for me. I think the thing that's so cool about these stories is knowing that they're these people, their fingerprints are on our lives. And as a result, it's on Arbor's life. You yeah. know, like mm. there's mm. a legacy that's being passed down of like grace yeah. and creativity yeah. and leadership yeah. and poppy seed love. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Um, you know, I like, don't think Arbor's been blessed with that yet, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next, next week, I yeah. promise, the poppy seed love. But I, I just love that because it's like um, a heritage, yeah. right? That's being yeah. passed down by these mm -hmm. awesome mentors, yeah. these godly people. I, I love the fact that it's kind of through thick and thin. Yeah. yeah. So they've seen our good side, they've seen our yeah. ugly yeah. side, and they've hung in there with us. Yeah. Because as we think of a summer with Jesus, and then and then and then heading toward uh, our family values, that's something that is so important, you know. And for me. Uh, V-Dub knew me in high school when you're, you know, just yeah. a high school kid doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then in in my case, even when I went through my prison experience and all, he didn't abandon me. Mm. He was there before and after uh, that. And uh, so in spite of your mistakes, yeah. you know, he's there. And, and that to me is such a great example of somebody who's invited you into their life for good and bad. And they're just there to continue to support you, encourage you, and point and continue pointing you to Jesus. Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. But uh, with the grace that Hayden yeah. was talking about, and yeah, and that you that you in your story of Don uh, Brian that he exemplified. Uh, there was, yeah, there's uh, one part of Don that man just breaks my heart, and I wish I would have known this. Um, but as you guys know, 
uh, I've told you when Don died that the year before his wife died. And so he was a, a widow and uh, he was just trying to, to move on with life uh, without his wife. And then he, that picture that I showed was when he was holding Cade. He let me know that he was coming up to Seattle um, to stay at his son's house because he has a, an older son that lives here. And I was like, oh, awesome. What day can you hang out? Thinking that he was visiting his son, I had no idea that his son was um, away, I think, a station somewhere. And I was so mad because I'm like, Don, you've been here all week by yourself? Like, I would have mm. hung out with you every single day. Yeah. Like, I would have cleared everything. What was up with that? He just wanted some wanted away. reflection wanted, time. Yep. He wanted away from mm. uh, our hometown where mm. everyone just kept asking, talking, just right. just wanted a week away. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably the last person you want to hang out with then. <laughs> Cause, um, but I was so mad. I'm like, man, I wish I would have spent mm. way more time when I had that. That yeah. last yeah. that last opportunity, and I didn't know it was the last opportunity mm-hmm. to hang out with Don. But I am very blessed at the last uh, moment that I met him, or not met him, that I got to hang out with him. That he got to hang hang out with my son, and that him and I were able to go get Briley's. Yeah. Yep. Our, our was, last our last meal together was Briley's. Was there a That's is there like a, a quote that you think of with him? With Don? Yeah. Oh man. I'm telling you, we or like, or even like a principle, right? Like something that he he led by or or did. Dude, it's just follow Jesus and have fun. It was really follow Jesus and have fun. Yeah, and and I'm telling you, man, he was such an introvert. I mentioned that in the sermon, but he really like it was hard for him to hang out with people. Yeah, it was really really hard, and to the point where I felt like I had to distance myself from him during the internship because I didn't want to be that person that annoyed him. But it was, I show up to work, and Don wasn't there. And that was typical. Like, Don wasn't in his chair. That's because Don was somewhere else in our big downtown church, either yeah. building something, working on something, or just being away from people. So I'm like, I go in, I'm like, all right, let me go find Don. And so I would go through to all the Don spots at the yeah. church until I found Don, and then him and I would just hang yeah. out and work. It was, it was, it was the best three years of my life in ministry mm. it was and that was my first wait my first taste of, <laughs> of ministry how long have you been with me <laughs> wait, no this is wait, this is we great, all worked together for three years come all, on all of that was like the firsts oh yeah it was experiencing working for a church for the first time the fr- the first time of as you guys know the peak behind the curtain when you work for a church mm-hmm. it was my first time to be frustrated and for this guy to like yeah. Talk me through all the different frustrations of like, mm-hmm. wait, why are they doing this? This is this is yeah. not what I thought. And yeah, it was it was the growing pains that you have when mm-hmm. you decide to go into the church full time. Mm-hmm. He was the man to help me through mm-hmm. all of the growing pains. I do love that. Um, follow Jesus and have fun. Yeah, because I think too often we think following Jesus means that you don't have fun. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. so the opposite. You yeah. know. Yeah. What about? You, Cliff, or Allison, any quotes or moments that just stick out from those people you mentioned? I just remember uh, with Daniel, he I, I I thought of this for a long time before I said it out loud to him because it felt weird for me to say, but like yeah. he looked um, at people as they were talking to him. He looked at them 
with literally the eyes of Jesus. It looked like his eyes were soft and gentle and listening and understanding. And so I would watch him minister um, in all sorts of spaces. And he always just had the countenance kind of of how I pictured Christ. Yeah. Loving and gentle and, and stuff. So That's how I feel about Jake Wright, by the way. Excuse me? What? His mentor that yeah? he's mentioned? Oh. That's Jake Wright. What? Oh, Jake way, Wright. The Jake okay. Wright. The way yeah. that he talks to you, oh. like, was just like, you were the most important yeah. person yeah. in that in this moment. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. When you were talking about Jake, I'm like, oh, gosh, I've never mm-hmm. walked away from Jake like, that guy doesn't know yeah. me or listen yeah. to me. Care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think for me, uh, what the, the V-Dub showed me is, and I, and I coached football with him, as assistant coaches, his reason for doing it was to get to know the kids and the coaches. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's, he's given all kinds of time to the school doing that um, as a pastor. Mm-hmm. But it was his way to get out of the church and, and, and around people. And I can remember one day um, when my lawnmower wasn't working for some reason, and I casually mentioned that to him, we're having dinner, and all of a sudden he comes up without saying a thing, is in the backyard mowing my yard. With, mm-hmm. He brought his lawnmower to mow the yard. And, uh, that was the kind of thing he always did. He gave me my first chance to preach a message and I had, uh, and, and I had kind of gone through it with him and he said, okay, you've done your work. Everything else is there. I got your back. If somebody doesn't like what you say, don't worry about it. It'll come to me. I've got you covered with everything from the elder board to anybody else. You just do what God's told you to do Mm. and don't worry about it. And you know, that kind of, you're just kind of going, wow. Okay. Well, it gives you a confidence, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. That yeah. someone's behind you and that they've got they've got you. It reminded me of your story when Don handed you the mic and was like, "Hey, preach!" And yeah. it was like, yeah. you were yeah. under his authority, you were under his care, and uh, and he gave you confidence, right, that you could do this. Mm-hmm. There was, I wasn't uh, going to share this, but there was a funny moment when I started becoming the teacher of this, and I loved it that one Sunday we had a parents' day where all the parents came in, and Don's like, hey, I'm going to teach this one. I'm like, what? Like, you're going to teach? I've been doing this every week, and now there's parents here, and so you're going to teach. But looking back, I'm like, oh, no, that was the, the right decision. Yeah. It was a protection over me. Like, yeah. like you will get so many insults, man. Like, mm-hmm. just let me do let me do this one. Like, But I remember yeah. being so offended because he didn't tell me that Sunday, just like he didn't tell me that I was going to teach that Sunday. So he didn't tell me that Sunday that I was going to teach, and as I was standing mm-hmm. up, he was like, no, I got this one. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's so exciting to think of us passing the baton and yeah. doing these same things for people coming up in ministry as have been done yeah. for us mm-hmm. and with us. And well, to do I that. I think there's also pressure with it that I didn't realize. Yeah. That when Don died, yeah. people were thinking, is Brian going to come back? Mm. And is he going to step foot in, oh, wow. in Don's shoes? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> Thank you. But like, thanks. Well, honestly, but I'm like, but am I supposed to? Right. Like, is that, was that the discipleship that happened? Hmm. And so, yeah, I was, there was this, so much pressure the passing the baton that I'm like, am I giving up the baton? Hmm. That was I supposed to, because I learned under him, was hmm. I supposed to right. mm, grab yeah. his ministry and, and go? But right now his nephew's doing the job and his nephew's doing an amazing job. Well, like you said, follow Jesus. So that's got to lead anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 What well, I loved about those and, and, and the one thing I, one big thing I learned from that and now have the chance to pass on is 
and, and I've done that with the people that I've trained as well as like our worship guy and stuff. Mm-hmm. When we have somebody come in is to say what VW has told me, I'm going to tee you up for success. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything I can so that you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you so that, that the odds of you succeeding are really good. I'm not putting you up yeah. there to, to see you, you know, fumble and fail. If you do, I've got your back, but I'm going to do all I can before you ever get there yeah. to, to make it something that is a home run for you or that is a very, is a success that we can build on. And I think that's yeah. something I would encourage anybody in ministry to think about. You don't just, you know, you, you, you set them up for success. Yeah. And then let him go. I think about with, with Jake, right. And that him telling me to get coffee. And then he met me well before practice to get coffee. And he said, I don't know the exact phrasing, but it was basically don't let this one mistake change the outcome, right? Where you get down on yourself cause you messed up, but do everything else. Like you were going to do it. Right. Don't let, don't overcompensate. Like, Oh, I was late. Here we go. I got to get in there. He's like, just do what you were going to do. You made the mistake and don't let it color, you know, the experience afterwards. And I think about that being a worship pastor, I'll go around and tell everyone, you know, great job after Sunday morning. And their first response is, Oh, but I missed that cut or I played the wrong note there. And it's like, but everything after that was amazing. Right. But as like, especially I think musicians, I feel like preachers are are the same. You you fixate on that mistake, right? And then you're working so hard to get that mistake out of your head. And I think having grace for yourself and others is so big in leadership because we're all going to make mistakes, right? But don't let that dictate all your decisions moving forward. I think it's healthy to learn from mistakes, but to change the game plan, so... But I thought about that when you were saying we pass those things down, Allison, yeah. and that's something that I, I love that he taught me. I love, I love that. I, I read a book called In His Image by Dr. Paul Brand. Have you read that? He's a, he was a physician. He actually was a local physician, but mm. he was a national author. I actually read it in California when I was an intern back a hundred years ago. But he was a surgeon who had been trained in the UK and he did some um, overseas work in mm-hmm. India. He goes into operating rooms down in India and he could tell by the way that another surgeon would hold the scalpel mm. that he had been interned and trained by that guy back in the UK. Oh, wow. Just the way that people imitate, yeah. even in surgery or whatever the practice is or whatever your industry is, the, the way that you hold your instrument, the mm. way that you take a breath before yeah. you, you know, pray or, you know, yeah. whatever your thing is, it does point back to um, who has trained you. Yeah. But the beauty is that in his image, the whole concept of it is that it's the Lord who's impressing his heart on us and his perspective on us. And we in turn share that. And it, it kind of like just goes down through the generations. So it's a beautiful analogy um, Mm -hmm. for that. that. He, yeah, he wrote some amazing books um, that uh, overlay medical, you know, things with spiritual things. So anyhow. That's cool. Yeah. That reminds me of that. You ready for my cool verse that I found too? Yes, please. That you were, you thought I was going to bring up while you were I preaching. Wish, and I wish I did because this is very good verse for what I was preaching. That was awesome. Um, as you were 
talking about leadership and um, Don's influence in your life, I kept thinking, oh, I hope he talks about Hebrews 13, 7. Um, it says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. I just love that there's something graspable about that, that you can see it like faith lived out loud and faith lived in real life. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not that mature yet in your own faith, you can kind of practice what those mentors do and how they go about their life. And it's like it becomes, you know, part of your muscle memory then. And, you know, you find yourself doing it naturally. Mm. And I don't know. I just love that. Yeah, it was it's so funny to look back too, because I thought about this when Hayden was saying who his mentor was. At that time in my life, <clears throat> our at our college group, mentorship was like a big deal. That was like the the, <laughs> the sermon for like every week was all about mentorship. And I was I was feeling really like convicted by it. I'm like, I need to get a mentor while I'm working for Dawn. Yeah. I'm like, I need a I need a mentor. And I went up to the worship guy in our college group because I love this guy. I love the way when he would go up there and it just uh his little sermonettes during worship, they were just so spirit filled. And I went up to him, I'm like, dude, I've been and I would prayed about it for like a month because this was like a big deal. This is like me like asking a girl to go out with me. I thought, Oh, totally. I, I it's this. the big promise. Yeah. And so I went up to him, met him for coffee, and I asked him if he would be willing to mentor me. And he told me like, oh man, I'm I'm just so busy right now. Um, and like, it was just excuse after excuse. And my heart was like, ow, ow, ow. Like just got super rejected by this guy to be my mentor. Wow. And so, you know, I, I held on to that. And um, finding a mentor in my life has been like always difficult. <laughs> Not realizing I had one there the yeah. whole time. The whole time. Like... And, you know, I, I was looking at mentorship as a, an active, you meet once a month, right. You, we have you know, super intentional a, yeah, and maybe a book or something yeah. to go through while Don, his actions showed everything that mm. I was wanting people to say, Yeah. but Don showed me and it, yeah. it took me until I was in college to realize that like, hmm. that was it. That was the guy. And so I reached out to Don for everything, mm -hmm. talked to Don mm -hmm. for everything. He was he was the mentor that mm -hmm. I was looking for that I already had. Mm -hmm. hmm. Hmm. Brian, when you were putting this message together, was it uh, was it fun to to think about and remember Don while it, you were doing dude, it? it? It was a lot of fun. And it, the one thing that I go back to is I told you guys in the message that we do like SNL skits for the kids. <laughs> the biggest one that we had was called the the dude the dude brothers or something, where we would wear like those. Uh, uh, hoodie like poncho type hoodie shirts with dreads and like hat and glasses and we talk in the Cheech and Chong accent and teach the students a lesson in that like skit like looking back I'm like wow that there was a lot of like it made it look like we were on drugs and today I would not do that but it was like the funniest thing when Don and I would come out on stage in that gear they all cheered because this was like the 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 show that they were waiting for for a while. And so, yeah, him and I would just do random stuff like that all the time where we just create a character. Both of us create characters and we go out mm. and teach the Isn't that, Isn't it funny that that would probably, or at least potentially be completely politically incorrect today. Yeah. And you'd have to go back and apologize for doing that 10 years ago. Yeah, now. But, I know. was just, I was thinking too bad there wasn't social media back then. So you could, 
document it and show it. And then I thought, no, maybe it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just for the best. Yeah. And so he's like, w- the funniest thing is when they were, um, when he had his memorial service, it was on Zoom because it was, uh, you know, this time last year. And they showed like a montage of just stuff that he did. He was so, again, he's like in his 60s. He was so funny that there would be videos that he knew uh, somebody would catch this where he'd be riding a, like one of those pony on a stick things in front of security cameras, just riding around a hallway, just doing it in a room by himself, knowing that people are going to find it on the security camera. That became <laughs> like a, at the church, it became like a Where's Waldo, where people are just looking at security footage like, all right, what did Don, what did Don do next? So funny. And so, That's yeah, awesome. Was, the That's guy crazy. just loved like having fun yeah. and just being a joke. Loved yeah. it. Aside from mentorship being one of your main points, I think also the uh, representing Christ was such a good uh, part for me. I loved, and I told you this morning at our team meeting, I feel like I, I want to watch this again. There's a message yeah. I want to watch again. And uh, being an ambassador for Christ mm-hmm. and uh, representing him and being clothed with him is like a uniform that you wear out into the world and that people know that you're with him, you know? So I don't know. I wanted you to tell that funny story about you working at the gym with your uniform. Do you remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I thought about that, uh, the, we are clothed when we're all, those who are baptized were clothed with Christ. I, uh, Hayden and I used to work at this, uh, this fitness place in Boise called bodies in motion where, we had to always tell people this is not a strip club because yeah, yeah that's what everybody thought. That's yeah, it's not a good name. Thought. It's not a good name for a fitness yeah, club. Yeah, we were like, we work, we work at Bodies in Motion and at a Bible college. We're like, what? It's yeah. like, yeah, the, the, the tuition is crazy here. we got to pay for it. But Let's we, reel it in, Brian. You say? <laughs> Let's reel it in. But we would, Hayden and I uh, ended up, you know, bosses should have thought better. But ended up closing the place. So it was just Hayden yeah. and I by ourselves just having fun in this place. But uh, a lot of times there was this uh, sports bar uh, across the street that we'd go to that served like free popcorn. And so we'd go there and hang out. But every time we walked in, before we walked in, I would take off my shirt that said Bodies in Motion because I did not want to represent this company in here. Like I did had, you have something on under it? <laughs> yeah, always. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like, you know, like I'm going to a place where you know, I don't know, like, like, I don't know if the company like has, Hey, like, man, don't go to bars, please. So I'm like, I don't even want this company to at all look bad by anything that I'm doing. So I would take off the bodies of motion shirt because I didn't want to represent well, like bad. I wasn't going to do anything bad, but you know, as we know in ministry, sometimes perception is like, you have to think also about perception. So I'm like, I'm not going to wear this shirt when I go into this, this sports bar. Yeah. yeah, but when we're you know Christians, technically you can't do that. You're not right. supposed right. to do that. Right. But technically, you can say, "Hey, I'm I'm not representing Jesus." Right here, some people lose sight of that, and they just yeah. <laughs> you know, I wear a cross necklace, and I've worn it ever since. Gosh, ever since my mom was in hospice, because I was like, nothing else really matters to me except for the cross right now. And then I kept thinking. Moving past that, still nothing else matters more than than that to me. Um, but I am mindful of it when I go into places and gauge my response to things. And, you know, that I am an ambassador. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing something that um, identifies me as a Christ follower. And 
So I want my, my heart and my behavior to line up with that, you know, yeah. accordingly. And it's, people are watching. And like Don's in the world, you don't know who's watching because Don never told me that. Don mm. never said the words, Jesus loves you the way you are. Mm. Like I just had to see it from him. Mm. And so we never know when someone's mm. needing advice from us and just mm. our actions show the advice that they're mm. looking for or need at that time. So mm. we, are, we are clothed with Christ. We need, to, we need to represent Christ well. And like those disciples, like we are in a symbolic way, we are in the same position as those 11 who saw Jesus go up where he's like, now it's, I trust you guys. You have this. And I was very, I wanted to let that know that because I, when I was writing the sermon is when I realized the word trust, like there's different feelings behind it. Like I said in the sermon, you know, there's a parent who leaves and says, I'm trusting you. Where it's like, well, are and you? that's kind of like a threat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, are you? It doesn't sound like yes. you're trusting me. Yeah. But then, but looking at Jesus, like, no, I, I trust you guys. You have this. I'm, I'm trusting you. You can do this. And we are in that same position that he's now trusting us. As you said, the baton passes down. We, here we are 2,000 years later, and it's now we have the same mission, same goal as what those 11 had when Jesus uh, mm. ascended, that he's trusting us to mm. represent well. Yeah, that's good. Well, in case nobody said it to you, Brian, great job on Sunday, and Thank thanks you. for sharing. Good job, man. Uh, Give Donald us a phrase again, would you? The phrase, there's a time to spend with Jesus, and then there's a time to show up like Jesus or show up in his likeness. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna close things out unless there's anything else you guys want to mention or ask. No. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for listening or watching, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>